You know, one of the most frustrating things is when your senior pastor hears exactly the same thing as your notes for your sermon. <laughs> and when he stands here and systematically goes through point after point after point. And you realise a deflation at first, but then you think, maybe God's trying to tell us something. Because we come to the new year and you've got the resolutions, you've got the, I have to get fit. I have to be unfat. Because all of us get slightly rounder at Christmas time, don't we? Our intake of sugar increases exponentially. And then we decide, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to exercise more. And my second resolution is I'm going to rest more. That's like wearing a high-vis shirt and camo pants. They just don't go together. You pick one. And I think sometimes it's a little bit like politics, the resolutions, in one year and out the other, isn't it? Because they don't last. We have all of these amazing intentions. But how do we get traction with them? How do we get them to work? How do they get mistakes? The thing is, I don't want a New Year's resolution. I want eyes to see what God is doing. I want clearer vision. I need to go to spiritual spec savers. How about you? Because we, we look at things and we see all this cloudy, this murky, this mess. My heart this year is for fresh eyes. Because we keep on asking the question, are things back to normal? Who wants normal when supernatural will do? Who wants to go back and to the way things are? We, we're in 2023. We look back and that dreadful word that Phil mentioned starting with a C. Have you ever tried when you're driving your car? I don't mind glancing in the rear vision mirror now and again to have a look, see what's behind me. And then I look at the road ahead. You cannot drive forward if you're looking in the mirrors all the time. You will crash. It will take your attention. It will destroy your vision. And you will never reach your destination. So I don't want to be looking in the rear vision mirror. I need fresh eyes. And I said to the Lord, I said, I want it in so many different areas. I want fresh eyes that see vision clearly. I want fresh eyes that aren't clumsy but see God's plans. I want fresh eyes in worship. Have a listen to Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, sing praises to our King. Sing pra That's a lot of singing, isn't it? Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nation. He's seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as to the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He's greatly exalted. Shout to God with cries of joy. He's ascended amid shouts of joy. The Lord amid the sound of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. 
And then guess what it finishes with? For God is the king of all the earth, sing a song of praise to him. That's 11 sings, 11 sings. My fresh eyes are looking at that and I'm seeing two cries, two sets of shouts, multiple trumpets. And I'm thinking, my worship this year is gonna be loud. I'm sorry, I love to worship with you, but my worship is not for you. It's for the King. Fresh eyes declare my song is His and His alone. If I happen to sound like a dog being crushed in a garbage truck, so be it. Because I'm gonna let that thing fly, in tune, out of tune, blowouts, doesn't matter. All for the King. And fresh eyes declare it's for Him and for Him alone. The next thing that He led me to was will you have fresh eyes to pray? Don't look in the rear vision mirror, but begin to really pray again. Eyes that are filled with tears, tears of sorrow, tears of joy, and tears of passion, tears of struggle. Eyes that will see and seek out what God is doing in every circumstance, no matter how difficult. William Booth of the Salvation Army opened one of his calls and then it gives a date of 1910. And on a second stone, it says, Kate and Mary Jackson were officers in this corps. It was in this poor city where they spun and weave cotton into cloth and the whole town was on poverty level. So Kate and Mary Jackson labored for a couple of years and nothing happened. These girls worked diligently and went to bed exhausted at night. So they wrote to William Booth, would you kindly move us to another station? We're so tired, we're so disheartened. We've tried everything that we've been taught to do. Please move us on. William Booth sent a telegram. It only contained two words. Try tears. They did. And revival hit. The girls went into prayer, into travailing prayer of repentance. Prayer with anguish in it. Because the road to revival is often paved with fresh eyes filled with tears. Fresh eyes that long for a move of God. Even in the hardship. To go beyond just the normal, give me this God, give me this, make it easy. So Lord, give us revival. Transform lives, change us. Change circumstance around us. Could you imagine that, some of our prayer crew? If all of the prayer crew suddenly just burst into tears and began to weep. Oh, I think God would be all over it. I think we as a people, sometimes we look in the rear vision and say, God didn't turn up then, so I'm giving up. Stop focusing on the backward, look through the front. Begin to look through the fresh eyes of vision, the fresh eyes of purpose. 
and be persistent. Oh, I would love the fresh eyes that see that prayer of connection and love with our King. To, to hear His voice, to know His heart, to understand His ways. Then God led me to another one. I didn't, really didn't like this one. Fresh eyes of humility. Humility is a great idea for everyone else, isn't it? I mean, I heard a guy say, I'm humble and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Thinking that's kind of like the camo and the high vis, isn't it? It just doesn't work. You listen to this. In Luke 18, then Jesus told this story to some with great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adultery, and I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I'm a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Do you know, I'm called to humble myself, not to have it happen to me. To see with fresh eyes, it is by the grace of God that I have everything. It is by the grace of God that I boldly approach His throne. It was because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I can walk in to the very throne room of God. And you know what? I don't got this, but He does. When we minister, we don't have this, but fresh eyes say, my God is bigger than any struggle. My God is bigger than any problem. Next one he talked to me about was, how about you become childlike again? I thought, I'm the most immature member of staff we've got. Yeah, come on. Those of you who know me, have, I have a penchant for adrenaline and other forms of things, and a bit silly at times. But to be childlike doesn't mean to be childish. To be childlike looks at my God and He says, the things I am doing, you can do also, and greater things will you also do. A child goes, oh, let's go do that then. An adult tends to go, mm, that's for somebody else. I wonder if we can approach childlike again and say, because my Lord said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Because Jesus loved children. He loved their attitude. He loved their faith. He loved their innocence and their openness. Sometimes kids are too honest, aren't they? Remember a child said to me once, geez, you're fat. I said, yeah, thanks for that. Hadn't noticed. <laughs> Do you know one time we, we, we were praying in the children's church and one of the guys in here had a bad back. Some of our kids got around him, prayed in children's church. His back was instantly healed. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking, why was he healed? Well, you told us, Pastor Neil, we could pray for the sick and they'd be healed in the Bible. 
I'm thinking, can I have fresh eyes to grab that one? To have that childlike faith, to grab it all. Every promise is still yes and amen, isn't it? Every single one of them. So can we grab it like a child and say, this is it? As we move forward, God's given us a vision. He will bless the vision. God's led you to faith. You live a blessed life in every circumstance. You have to have life and life to the full. Can you grab that like a child? Even when it feels like the wheels are falling off? Come on. Yeah, good on you, man. Oh, I want the thing on Christmas, the Boxing Day, we had our grandkids around. Sorry about this. I talk about my grandkids. It's awesome. And Penelope, our sweetheart, is five years old and she got one of them bouncer things. Those of you who know a five-year-old, it doesn't run out. All the time. And I was getting a little bit frustrated. And the Lord said, what are you getting frustrated for? Look at the amount of wonder and awe in that child's face. As she goes, and I'm trying my best to do the grandpa chill out. I'm suggesting other things we might do at that point. Like go do some welding perhaps or grinding or build something. No. <laughs> but to have that awe and that wonder again, to be fascinated by who God is, to be fascinated by what he does, to rush in to explore and to discover without the fear. Sometimes I think we mystify the things of God so much, people are scared to go near them. What if we just demystify and say, come and play. See what God is like. Come and enjoy. Then you get to go, dunka, 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 How beautiful would it be if God invites you in and says, let me show you my healing. Let me show you my freedom. Let me show you my grace, my love. You'd be happy to go dunka, 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 dunka all day, wouldn't you? All day to see your families changed. All day to see those around you transformed. I think it's time to come. I think it's time to get those fresh eyes. There's one thing we do need. We need fresh eyes of a follower. That was the last thing he said to me. As you follow me, do it with fresh eyes. Because Luke 9, 23, he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you yourself are lost or destroyed? I want fresh eyes of service. I want fresh eyes to see need around me and jump in. I'm not gonna wait to identify my giftedness. I'm getting in there right now because I don't wanna miss what God is doing. Sometimes we sit back and go, 
until I know exactly what God's put me together for, I can't serve. I can tell you while there are unsaved people anywhere in this world, you've got a job. While there is a church of the Lord Jesus Christ in existence, you have a role. We look around and realize I can work here. I can push. I can put my shoulder into this vision and give it everything I have. To see with fresh eyes the purposes of God go forwards. For people's lives to be transformed. Eyes that see the beauty of service, not the frustration of fatigue or worry. And you know what? Pre-Christmas time, I'm up on that roof. I'm thinking, it is like a gazillion degrees up there. It's like working on a barbecue. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm having a bit of a whinge, as you do. It's hot, like, like I sweat. I mean, I'm, so I take sweat to a next level. I'm a gifted sweater. So I'm up there, like, sweating like a pig, having a bit of a whinge, working with one of the young blokes in the church. And he goes, hey, look over your shoulder. And this bright orange sunset above the church. And we stopped, I reckon for about 15, 20 minutes, we just sat there and looked. What was the next comment? Isn't God good? So in all of it, he gives us that breakthrough moment. I want my eyes to be fresh so I see the breakthrough moment all of the time. So that every act of service is filled with breakthrough. Not to wait for somebody else to do it, because don't take this the wrong way. I want to do what God wants me to do, so I'm going to race you for the blessing. I'm going to race you for the role. Because what, what I'd love to see, those of you that are in, in small groups, right? You've got your connect group, you love your people. How about you start to see new people and do a runner straight for them? Come and join ours. Come and join ours that we start to see people as the precious gift that they are from God. That newcomers will be saying, just whoa back a bit. We're over cared for. We've got so many frozen meals that are coming out the door. Too many people praying for us. We haven't got those requests yet. But imagine if we did. How cool would it be to see the Lord's church that way can the worship team please come and you know what I finally worked out the fresh eyes that I was longing to have doesn't scripture say Christ is the head of the church so whose eyes are they they're his and I realized at that moment Lord not my eyes but yours not my purposes, but yours. I give you all that I am so I can begin to see the way that you see. To declare the name of Jesus in every circumstance. To declare it and shout it and sing it and praise it. And see the difference. And church, I wanna ask you something. Do you believe that Jesus can make a difference? 
Do you believe that looking in the rear vision mirror all the time is helpful? No. Here's the next question. Why do we do it? How about this year we don't have a resolution instead? We go to Jesus and say, let me see the world through your eyes. Let me declare your name in every circumstance. Let me serve the beauty of your vision because you're the one that sees clearly through fresh eyes. Let me pray. Father, I thank you so much for the privilege of being yours. I thank you for the gift of worship. Father, the gift of humility, your great grace to come boldly before you, to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, to press into vision, Lord God, to press into hope. Lord, as we engage 2023, let it be the year of revival, that Father, our sights wouldn't be firmly stuck in that rear vision mirror, but God, we would be a people who look forward of people that move forward in who You are, that declare Your Name in every circumstance, declare Your hope in every struggle. And Lord, that worship You with hearts completely and totally set free. We pray this in Jesus' awesome Name.